Some people move on, but not me. Definitely not me. What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. So, is anybody else still riding the high from having something to think about? This this little Avengers Endgame teeny tiny TV spot has given me an awful lot to think about over the past 24 hours here. And no, unfortunately, I didn't have the luxury of just sitting here at home thinking and writing and thinking and writing. I had to work. But trust, it has been heavy on my mind because I, uh, after recording my initial thoughts and making sure that I wasn't influenced by anyone else, I started watching everybody else's stuff. And, of course, they picked up on things that I did not see. So those are some of the things that we will discuss today. Some people moved on, but certainly I have not. I am still in the moment. I also am going to address some comments made uh, by writer Brett Easton, Brett Easton Ellis, who thinks that Black Panther is being shoved down our throats. How dare we shove Black Panther down your throats? So just a couple of things I'm going to talk about. Not going to be a very long episode because I am recording. It is currently 11.50 p.m. So way past bedtime, but I'm just getting in from work and I needed to get this out. I've rambled two whole minutes of rambling. Thank you. Thank you for coming back and joining me for another Tuesday episode of After the Snap. And if this is your first time here, welcome to the show. Welcome to the party. Today, this is kind of an unorthodox type situation. I I had a couple of things that I wanted to uh, discuss. But this, the release of this in-game TV spot kind of just pushed everything off the table. And now I don't even know what was on the table. So... If this is your first time, I'm, I can collect my thoughts sometimes. I'm not all over the place all the time. But today, I'm going to be just a little all over the place. If you haven't listened to my breakdown of the Avengers in-game Super Bowl TV spot, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin. No, stop what you're doing and go back and listen to that bonus episode. It was uploaded, I believe, Sunday evening, so Sunday, February 3rd, that's what you're looking for, so you can hear what my thoughts initially were on this trailer. We will definitely revisit a lot of my thoughts, but today I thought I would talk a little bit about some of the craziness that I've been hearing uh, over the interwebs or internets or, you know. In watching other people's content, especially on YouTube, I really haven't heard any other podcasts about the in-game TV spot just yet, but I have seen an awful lot of YouTube content. So I'm going to talk about some of the crazier things that I've heard and why I feel like 
those things could possibly be the wackiest shit that I've heard concerning this movie. Okay, so 30-second TV spot aired during the Super Bowl or right prior to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. We know um, how crazy we can get over the Super Bowl here in the States because I know that's American football. So American football, the Super Bowl is the craziest time for advertising. If you are advertising during the Super Bowl, I'm going to get you some real-time numbers here. The cost of a 30-second ad during the Super Bowl is five and a quarter million dollars. Five and a quarter. So let's just say that Disney paid five and a quarter million dollars for that 30-second TV spot to air during the Super Bowl. That's a lot of money. I mean, I'm pretty sure they are 100% positive they're going to recoup any monies that they put out for this movie. But do you think that that TV spot was completely fake? Neither do I. I, I have no doubt that those scenes that we saw, saw will somehow be incorporated into the movie. I have heard that the whole trailer was fake. It was just none of that is going to be in the movie. It's all stuff they cut out. That is amazing. Do you, do you think somebody is going to pay $5 million? Uh, some people don't even pay $5 million to make a whole movie. <laughs> Disney is paying $5 million to put out a fake trailer? Are you crazy? I don't care how rich you are. If you would pay $5 million as a diversion to, to knock people off the scent, you are out your mind. I can give you at least one better thing to do with that $5 million. So that to me was completely the most ridiculous thing that I've heard concerning this trailer. Just out and out stupid. I'm sorry. I normally just say, you know, that was a well thought out theory. I rarely call people stupid. And I'm not calling the person or the people who are saying this stupid. I'm saying that the theory itself is stupid. It's thoughtless. Even if you sat and thought about this and this is what you came up with as commentary for this trailer, keep that to yourself. I don't, I can't imagine anybody spending $5 million. Now, I'm gonna feel crazy if I'm wrong. I'm gonna feel crazy if we go see this movie in April and none of these scenes are in that movie. I'm gonna feel legitimately nuts. But I don't think I'm gonna be wrong about that. I think I'm pretty safe in saying that that theory, that was, mmm. Yeah, that's probably the worst one I've heard. Uh, in all honesty, I can't think of one that was worse than that. So you guys, keep score. Let me know what you think point by point. I just got that one out there first. I could have I ended the show with that and just dropped my mic because that was just ridiculous. Some of them are actually things to think about and things that I missed during the, the trailer how many times I watched it I still missed it but this right here I had to jump the whole thing off with this because that was some of the 
most ridiculous shit that I think I've heard concerning this movie. Moving along. Oh, one of the things that I did not initially, you know, I didn't initially pick it up. But upon watching it, it was some familiarity. And I got the feeling that I had seen this before. But Tony Stark, working on whatever he and Nebula are working on aboard the Benatar. I thought it was the Benatar itself, but there are people that are pointing out that it is possibly his armor. And there's a callback because that is exactly how Tony looked. The, the same type of desperation. Uh, it, it's a full circle moment from the very first Iron Man when he had to use what he had on hand to uh, fashion this iron suit. And here we are again, watching Tony at work, doing what Tony does best because his back is against the wall. And he sounded so defeated in the initial trailer for this movie. So I'm, I'm thinking that this scene is, is after that. Uh, don't quote me because I'm not 100%, I'm not 100% sure nobody is, except for the people who made the movie. But I think that he had to shake himself out of that defeated feeling. And you only have a couple more, or just a limited amount of oxygen left. No food. So this is putting you on a clock. The clock gets started and here he is doing what we know Tony Stark can do, which is work under pressure. His life has been on the line before. We saw that in Iron Man 2, and he came up with the correct solution then. So here we are seeing a hearkening back to both of those moments from Iron Man, uh, the initial movie, and Iron Man 2, where he's using his wits, basically, and he is doing it for his life, you know? So I think... Beautiful, beautiful storytelling and a beautiful way to bring this arc full circle. Not 100% sure if this is the end of his arc or if this is the end of his arc for this uh, phase of movies, this, this phase of the MCU. But I do like what the Russos do, have done so far in the imagery in both of these trailers. My next thing that has been talked about, seen, speculated about, and it's one of the things that I brought up in my, um, my breakdown, which is where was Banner? So when the, the, the lineup, when all of the Avengers were lined up and marching out <laughs> to whatever action that they are headed to. So I'm looking at the picture now. We got Cap, Thor, Black Widow. Some people are saying that somebody is edited out between Thor and Black Widow, which if anybody, it's a small space. If, if, if anybody, I would say that that would be Tony, but I don't see why he would be lined up behind Thor. But that's just me. So after Black Widow, there's Rocket. And what I think is either Ant-Man, possibly Hawkeye, even though I don't see a quill and I don't see, 
I don't see anything that would make me think this is Hawkeye, but there are those people who are reporting that the fifth individual in line is Hawkeye, big old space, and then what I believe is Rhodey. There are those who are speculating that that space between Ant-Man to me and Rhodey is where the Hulk is. And they're saying that the Hulk was photoshopped out of this uh, photo because he is not just the Hulk and he's not just Banner. They're saying that we're getting Professor Hulk who is the character with the strength of the and the appearance of the Hulk still maintaining the intellect of Bruce Banner. So again, another arc coming full circle where we had uh, the Hulk just taking over whenever you know there was a, an angry moment the Hulk just takes over and tears shit up then we saw Banner somehow or some get gaining somewhat control where he can call the Hulk out on will we go from out of control monster to Banner having an awful lot of control of the Hulk and then we had the Hulk having an awful lot of control over Banner because following his arc, by the time we got to Thor Ragnarok, Hulk was making decisions for two years. That's a long ass time. And then when we get to Infinity War, Hulk was uh, making decisions for himself. So Banner, who, had, who was used to just saying, come on out, Hulk, Hulk was telling him, no, if we get the version of the Hulk that is Professor Hulk, we get those two sides, we get them learning to work together. And that is uh, a full circle arc for Bruce Banner and the Hulk. I don't know if the Hulk could be made to feel any sort of guilt over what happened in Infinity War by him not showing up. He was the Avengers' best chance at just matching up with as far as strength is concerned. Because just like we've talked about before, I think the Hulk, strength-wise, matched up well with Thanos, that intellect. Thanos whooped his ass with experience. <laughs> and that, that was the difference. So now, if we get a Hulk who is able to form a plan of attack instead of just going if he could throw some combinations uppercut uppercut body blow <laughs> finish him if he could do that then uh then he would stand a chance as far as just boxing with Thanos you know Thanos I don't know what the deal is I don't know if this this gauntlet is going to uh, work for him anymore because it really looked like it was really in bad shape the last time we saw it. So I'm not 100% sure this gauntlet is going to work effectively for Thanos. And then that's a lot of uh, speculation. And there are those who speculate on both sides of that. Oh, the, 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 the gauntlet can still work. That gauntlet looks fried. Now, if it still works, I'm going to be absolutely shocked. So yeah, so the first time I heard that that's possibly could be uh, in the lineup where Professor Hulk would be. I was discussing it with a friend of mine, Huey, 
friend of the show, well, he was saying that that's what he believed. Actually, and he was saying it because um, there's a picture of a dumpster or a cart of some court of some kind. That was kind of funny, a, a funny place for it to be, especially since this shot, we get this almost sa same shot in the first trailer. And in the first trailer, uh, that area is cleared out now. There's nothing to say that they can't they can't have worked on stuff since thus bringing out some of this shit that was, was put away in the first trailer. But this is a very odd placement for this dumpster or whatever it is. Another little uh, detail that was basically, I don't know if I overlooked it. I may have mentioned it, but I did not hang around and talk about it for a little while. I did say that the look on Cap's face in the support group looks like somebody said, you know, hey, we need to just pick up the pieces of our lives and move on. And the look on his face is like, man, if you don't shut the fuck up, we don't do that. So he looks very aggravated. And there are those who are saying that this is the moment that Cap stopped feeling sorry for himself. So there are other people or other uh, especially the YouTube community who believes that at least months have gone by and I can agree with that if we had time enough to get these posters made up and set up grief counseling and that sort of thing there has been a passage of time now how much time has passed is anybody's guess we've got a clean shaven cap his hair is kind of long in this uh, photo and he has the shittiest look on his face like how dare you say that to me do you know who the fuck I am that's the expression on Steve Rogers face in this in this clip so I feel like I can agree with whatever youtuber that was I've watched so many videos over the past 24 hours and I'm going to tell you a few of the names of, of videos that of the channels of the videos that I watch because I am kind of like putting their ideas out here. I do want to kind of credit them a little bit. I can't remember what order and who said what, but I can definitely remember who I watched. So, uh, yeah, this does look like it could be the moment that Steve Rogers was like, I'm not about to accept that. That is unacceptable. Some people can move on. Y'all have the luxury to move on, but not us. And this is, this, I can agree that this is where he got the idea of getting the band back together. Okay, so the next photo I'm pulling up is of uh, the four Avengers who were outside on the lawn of the Avengers headquarters looking up in the sky and this is where we have Black Widow, Bruce Banner, Captain America and Rhodey. We have them looking up at the sky in what appears to be anticipation, incredulity. Who is it that they see? My opinion and I'm going to stand by that that will be Nebula and Tony making their grand arrival in the Benatar. There is also uh, a group of people whose opinion is that that will be Captain Marvel arriving from the from the stars 
My thing is, if this was Captain Marvel, they would be in defense posture because they've never met her. They have no clue who she is. She's coming out of the sky flying. Um, to them, she could be a threat. They don't have any reason to believe that Captain Marvel would be coming to help them because they don't know who she is. Because they are relaxed, because they are not in defense posture, it, it kind of indicates to me they're incredulous because they know somebody is coming. But I'm willing because in regular Tony Stark fashion, he might be coming in a blaze of glory. He might have his music bumping. We know how Tony can act. And they are looking in the sky and seeing Tony's arrival and are like, are you fucking kidding me? We thought this dude was dead. And Tony is coming with his bravado the way Tony always comes. However, we know that Tony is um, far more humble. He's probably super excited to see them standing out there on that lawn because now he knows that he's not in the fight by himself. He and Nebula, they got a team. If it's only those four, he knows he's got a team. Also, we're looking at it like, uh, to me, also, we got Bruce Banner out here. And, when, and then he disappears for the rest of the of the tw of the 30 second spot. So, in my opinion, those people who believe that he was just photoshopped out of the picture in some one way or the other for whatever reason, I believe they are correct. Cuz there's a, this is the only time we see this cat. Where where have you been, dog? Everybody else has been doing this, that, and the other and where you been? Where you at, Hulk? And I know he's not going to be a no-show for the second straight movie. We can cancel that. Okay, we'll go to another uh, another scene and see what we can find out and what other people were saying. Um, there are those who saying that another indicator of the passage of time is the number of boats and whatnot that are at the feet of the Statue of Liberty in this area. They're wondering if it's uh, become a sanctuary type city. And I still feel like, I feel like, yes, there has definitely been a passage of time, but I believe that it were just stray boats. And I'm, I mean, I know that there should be probably a, a better reason than some, than people just pulling those boats in from the water that was just out there stranded. There could possibly be a better reason for these boats to be all in at the feet of the Statue of Liberty. But I believe, and, and it, there's, there are those who believe that the ships are out there, the boats are out there because people are living in them in these times of desperation. But I'm like thinking to myself, now I know a lot of homes were probably destroyed in various ways, helicopters, airplanes, vehicles, trains, a myriad of ways that homes could be destroyed. But if I found a house that was once inhabited by a family of four and now there's one person living there i think that in times like the in times like these people tend to come together i could be wrong i could be wrong and um people could be living in these boats and it just looks like a complete disarray i i can't imagine living in those in those boats but it it 
we never know. We shall see exactly what the uh, what the Russos had in mind when they put, besides the imagery of those ships flocking to the feet of the Statue of Liberty, besides that imagery, what else did the Russos have in mind with that particular scene? Because to me, what pass it shows the passage of less time is when we look at City Field Stadium. Uh, the, the vehicles are all still in the same places. You mean nobody, nobody has a tow truck where they could pull some of these vehicles out of the stadium and you know, or is this just the best place for them because there's nobody to drive them anyway? I don't know, but they, these are just things to think about as far as this, this 30 seconds goes. It's taken me like, here we are pushing 30 minutes for me to talk about 30 seconds. Isn't that crazy? Because that's just showing me how much is packed, how much information is really in this 30 seconds. Uh, I still believe that Rocket is on a different planet could be still earth though like i said it could be clint barton's where where he lived uh his home but i'm seeing i'm seeing stuff outside that just makes me think there's a body of water out there this could possibly be that that farm planet that thanos is hiding on and we talked about widow's long hair that's in itself just telling you about the passage of time how much time is necessary from a bob to go from short to mid length to long we shall see how long but i'm pretty sure it's been a long amount of time there are those who believe that the scene where uh ant-man and roadie are powering up their suits masks down and getting ready for action they feel like this particular scene is photoshopped that the background and the foreground don't match who would be in an office suited up unless somebody walked into the area that they were at and uh, they deemed them a threat and I just I don't know I feel like it's stuff on this table to me that is like some type of components and that indicates to me that either Banner is at work or Tony is at work. There is nobody else who has any need for the, for tinkering. Banner and Tony, the only two people I want to see with screwdrivers and shit. Everybody else better be on something else, but don't be pulling these pieces and parts out like you about to build something because you know you're not. You guys are not <laughs> Tony Stark. You are not Tony Stark. I am not in agreement that this is a photoshopped image. If you believe that it is, hit me up with an email and let me know why. Because I, I believe that this is authentic. That this is an authentic image. That they are heading out to go on some type of little mission. Ant-Man and Rhodey. And they're just like the oddest couple to have together when you really think about it. Because... The last time these two were together, uh, Ant-Man turned big and Rhodey was uh, permanently, seems like permanently injured. So he still is using the uh, those 
those braces to assist in walking. So I feel like uh, this is an odd couple, but it, you know, they're fighting for the greater good. And nobody got time for grudges. We need to get out here and, and, and save the world. And that is where it appears they are with their relationship, at least, is that they, they know they're going into battle together. And then that scene with Thor holding Stormbreaker, I thought that that was Thor making his move on Thanos. I feel like that could very well be the same scenery that we saw on Titan 2. Could be, maybe not, who knows, but that's what I feel. There are others who believe that they have, there are two schools of thought on this actually. The first is that that's Wakanda, which why not? Even though I don't know why Thor would be the one to go to Wakanda because the relationship was not with Thor and Black Panther and Shuri and all of them. He came to that fight at the last kind of minute. The relationship was Cap and that group. So I would, if anybody showed up in Wakanda, I wouldn't think it would be Thor on a mission on his own unless he's looking for Shuri or something like that. I would think that it would be Cap. So let me know what you guys think. I am very, very uh, curious to know if there are other people who believe that this is Wakanda, that Thor, as he's holding Stormbreaker by, him, by his side, if that is Wakanda. Let me know. The second school of thought on that uh, Thor scene when he's walking with uh, Stormbreaker is that he is in New Asgard which I don't have a problem with but I don't I don't see how it would fit into uh, this particular 30 second clip uh, New Asgard means there's hope but uh, in every other situation there is desperation there is an act of of vengeance especially coming from Thor so even though it would be a great symbol of hope a great symbol of what's to come for the citizens of Asgard I'm not sure that that's what I feel like I'm seeing here so you just let me know what you think let me see if I've covered all the images I just did stuff all out of order so I didn't do it in any order sorry <laughs> Oh, this picture of uh, Hawkeye Ronin, Ronin Hawkeye. I don't think that's Ronin. So the, the image in this 30 second trailer is definitely Hawkeye. It is not Ronin. Ronin's hair is short. He has some kind of real jacked up designs or something going on in the back. This is the classic Hawkeye hairdo. And that's not to say that, again, they find Ronin with the jacked up hairdo, dressed up like Ronin with his sword and katana or whatever it is that he has. Um, that's not to say that this can't be months later and that his hair grew out back to the Hawkeye length. But I, I've, I've got the feeling, and I don't know what the heck this is going on in the background. It's like he's like he's crawling through some kind of brush or something. I don't know. 
I still feel like this is Hawkeye. It's not Ronan. So, um, at the beginning, unless it's at the beginning of the movie that Black Widow finds Ronan in Japan and then brings him back to Avengers headquarters and he turns back into Hawkeye uh, because they talk him down out of this Ronan character. I don't see how, you know, this photo is not of Ronan. So, I don't know where in the timeline it would be. I, I have no clue. <laughs> I My initial thoughts were that this was a flashback scene. That he was en route to assist in taking down Thanos. Or he was trying to get to a place where he can help with some kind of fight. But, uh more I look at this, it can't possibly be that, you know? First of all, how the hell was he thinking about getting to Africa? Because that's where the fight was, you know? And the second thing is, what is this red light on his face? Where is he? And he's looking up at something kind of big. Where is he? Where something like that could happen? I don't know. Let me know what you think. Please, you guys, contact me. Let me know what you think because <laughs> I am, uh, I'm totally feeling alone. I feel like I'd be talking to myself, really, like I'm crazy. So reach out to me, please, after the snap at gmail.com. I'm Captain America with his shield. So we talked about that yesterday, and I was like, very shaky hands. And it all goes together. He he is in grief counseling for for what we want to guess is a PTSD. He's got the shield, so he is definitely Cap again. He is not uh, moving around in the Secret Avengers. He's out in the open again. Oh, what was brought out that I was uh, misunderstood about is that. This is not the shield that Tony took from him. This is another shield. The shield that Tony took from him was kind of magnetic or whatever, and this one has straps. So they were. there are those who are saying this is the original shield. I don't remember that. I remember his, his shield being taken. I don't remember the original shield. So when we get to, I believe, we, Age of Ultron is coming up this Friday, so I'm going to pay particular attention to Cap's shield and see what the business is. Also, in this scene, there are those people who believe that this is Bucky strapping. That's what the shakiness is about. That this is Bucky strapping the shield on for the very first time. I'm very confused by this because we are obviously seeing two regular hands we don't see a metal arm going on but those people have figured that out as well they say that Bucky's arm is photoshopped out of the picture let's let's get this straight this is Bucky with a, who has a metal arm putting the shield arm on so they have to do like the CGI to this arm to make it appear metal whatever it is that they do to make it appear metal they're saying that Disney said you know we don't want people to know it's Bucky 
So let's Photoshop over the CGI that we've already got in place. And from, to me, it's a no for me, dog. Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. But I could be wrong. Stranger things probably have happened. I just don't see going out of your way to make this many things. Before I did all that shit, I would just not put the shield scene in this 30 second trailer. Real talk. So, again, I'm just throwing out people's opinions. Most of them have been uh, very well thought out. Uh, I can exact see almost exactly where they're coming from. There's been a couple that's just making me like things that make you go, hmm. And this is one of them. Bucky's Photoshop arm. Again, let me know what you think. Okay, and there are those who are of the opinion that the silhouetted shot at the end where the Avengers were all lined up with one another, that the Avengers have on the Quantum Realm suits. Now, I can't tell. They say this is the evidence that these are the Quantum Realm suits is what we believe to be Thor does not have a cape on. So the only time we've not seen Thor with, with that cape is uh, in the the marketing for those toys with without the cape he's in this quantum realm suit so here we are in a photo we got them all lined up and there is not a cape in on anybody so uh, possibly correct i will i will say that that one could very well be right last but not least the voiceover I thought I heard Captain America's voice, Tony Stark's voice, and Thor's voice. There are varying accounts of this. Some people hear nothing but Cap. I don't know if this is this Laurel Yanni thing, or this is this dress blue, or, or is it gray? I don't know if it's one of those moments. <laughs> but I definitely feel like I am hearing at least three voices. There are those who say that, that that one of those voices is Ultron. And there are a lot of people signing up on, on, on this theory. And the voice does sound robotic. It does sound like Ultron. I just feel like and we're going to get a whole lot of Ultron Friday. So hopefully you guys are uh, following along with the watch party. We're doing it in Marvel timeline order. And this weekend, Friday, we will be covering Age of Ultron. And then we're going to go back and listen to that voice again. It's doing the voiceover. Some people move on, but not us. Not us. That, not us. I think it, it, is, it sounds very robotic. I dismissed it as possibly somebody talking over like a headset device or through a microphone that is kind of distorting their uh, voice but that does the more I think about it it does sound like Ultron and I am not seeing that reported by any of the big pages it is usually us in the little little market that is saying that we're hearing this extra voice you know 
a lot of a lot of people are not uh, signing up for that theory and I'm saying they need to jump on it because there are de there is definitely at least two voices could be three could be four let me know what you think okay so that wraps up that's 40 minutes of a 30-second trailer Wow but some of the, the uh, channels that I listened to last night and, and I'm gonna tell you I usually shout a channel out every now and then anyway but so today I'm gonna just shout out a few of them that I know that I referenced their thoughts one of which is Screen Rant I love that channel another one is uh, Emergency Awesome another one is The Den of Nerds um, another one is Dash Star so that's four that's enough hell I know those four those four channels I definitely listen to I might might have even listened to uh, everything always as well so emergency awesome and everything always two different channels with the same initials but you can check out their videos also if you didn't see the the uh, you didn't hear the podcast from yesterday you can go to YouTube and check out mine I did not do nothing fancy I slapped the image down and posted my my podcast over it but if you want to uh, hear everybody's different thoughts on the Avengers Endgame trailer from the Super Bowl jump on YouTube check out those uh, four channels and mine after the snap and uh, tell me what you think you can hit me in the comments if you go to any of those channels let them know that after the snap sent you and uh let me know guys what you're thinking now i'm gonna really quickly address address a uh, writer brett easton ellis who thinks that black panther is being shoved down our throats <sighs> so uh, he's saying th these are his words and this is on a podcast episode I, I think you have to pay to listen to his podcast because yeah you want to pay to hear this type of shit here we are he said no superhero movie has ever gotten a best picture nomination but believe me Disney is doing everything in its power to make sure this happens even though there is no one out here in La La Land I've met who thinks Black Panther is that good as a movie. Yet, as a piece of representation, they are supporting it. Now, so those words were said prior to the nominations announcement. Um, Ellis went on to say that he felt that the assessment of Coogler's film as a grand piece of cinematic art was being shoved down our throats by press and studios alike representation is so important to them he said on the podcast yes and you do have to pay for his podcast and with a huge fatuous inclusivity and diversity push what the most flattering pose might be in the moment as if inclusivity and diversity have anything to do with awarding a movie's merits yes this is the culture the oscars are pushing and it is rather nauseating 
I'm all for people having their opinions, you know, and, and I'm all for free speech. So that means that I'm free to say the fuck I'm going to say, right? <laughs> um, a grand piece of, se- of the assessment of a film as a grand piece of cinematic art being shoved down our throats. Okay, representation is so important to them. I'm for, I know I've said it before a million times. I'm 46 years old. The first, let's say, 20 years of my life, do you think that I had films, movies, kind of shoved down my throat and, and being told that this is good? This is a good movie. Now, no, ain't no movies with people that look like you been good like this movie. This movie is great. And unfortunately because that was the culture that is what we saw in again in movies uh, t- on a lot of TV there was some TV that was aimed at minorities and uh, very few of them shown minorities in a good light I won't say none of them because there were some very there there were some very good shows that were aimed at a minority audience. You know what? I won't even say they were aimed at a minority audience. They starred some minorities. You either want, uh, America for a long time, either wanted to see their minorities poor or funny. We want you to make us laugh or we want to see you at your worst. You know, we want you to be no threat to us at all. And that's America. Now, come around to time for, we'll say, like the Jeffersons. I don't know how many of you listening are old enough to remember the show The Jeffersons. I don't even know if it still comes on somewhere. But The Jeffersons. This was one of the first times that uh, we showed an affluent African-American couple. And they had, you know, friends who were of different... Uh, races, they, 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 but they were the rich ones. But then you had the husband be the one of the most ignorant, even though he was a business owner and he had pulled himself by his bootstraps and, but he he did a lot of ignorant ass shit. And y'all can't, you know, y'all cannot deny that. And then you had Sanford and Son, and I these are shows that I love. So don't think that I'm, you know talking down i'm just saying these are the examples these are some examples of what i grew up on we had sanford and son a father and his son owned a junkyard so they they owned a business but their business was fledgling and everything was raggedy around them and they just their interactions with each other and a lot of it was kind of silly kind of ignorant funny yes ignorant yes then we moved into the 80s say and we got the Cosby show and to me the Cosby show represented a very upper middle you know what upper class upper middle class upper class family and the whole family was present and there was unity and wholesomeness these is your safe Negroes 
And, and I know that this is probably going to rub somebody the wrong way, and I'm sorry. So, they're safe, Negroes. We don't have to worry about them. They're doing everything in their power to be kind of, you know, accepted by the America. Safe Negroes. We don't want to see nothing that looks like a regular Negro house. Negro is not going to be my word. Now, I, I always refer to black. I'm just saying this is what people think sometimes. We, we don't want to see something that is too true to life. We want to see this. We want to see these Negroes act like white folks. I'm sorry. Okay. This has been my life. This was my life. The 80s takes me almost all the way up into my 20s. You know, I, 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 I turned 20 in 1993. Damn near. Well, we can be real. Damn near 20-something years of my life. These are the types of black people that you get to see. Or you get to see a really great black actor as part of a uh, ensemble cast and you get to see that black or minority actor kill it you think about saint elsewhere where you saw denzel washington for real <laughs> so again i'm gonna stop with uh with that but my whole life i've been being told that shows are good and movies are good and that these things were shoved down my throat and people like me and people especially in my age range. Preston Studios told us all the time that, that the people that look like us wasn't shit. So if the press in the studios now are flipping that and saying that a movie that you feel like, you know, Ellis, you feel like this movie wasn't shit wasn't a grand piece of cinematic art tell that to all the children who saw themselves in that movie say that to all the middle-aged people who saw themselves in that movie but representation is so important to them why the heck shouldn't it be are you are you, uh, are you saying that the movie was bad if you're saying that you hated the movie you found nothing redemptive about the movie fine but if your problem is this is a big black cast and this big black cast kind of intimidated you and now you're feeling you, you're getting made to feel uncomfortable that uh, representation and diversity and inclusivity is going to be a thing now. If that's what's scaring you, be scared. Be uncomfortable. Because I got a feeling that uh, movies, they're not going to all have to turn black. The world is not all black. The world ain't all white either. There are a million different hues out there. And I would like to see each and every one of them represented in their movies, films, music, TV, anything else taken serious what might be art to you might not be art to me I'm from the hip-hop generation a lot of people were saying that was noise here we are it won't be around in 15 years here we are 30 years later hip-hop still a thing 
that's my that's my generation. You guys called it noise back then, but right now, there are hip hop artists that are billionaires. So, uh, Mr. Brett Easton Ellis, you can fuck off. <laughs> Crime in sports and uh, small town murder. If you are a podcast listener and you like comedy and true crime and I know that just sounds so bad me saying those two words together if you like comedy and true crime you gotta listen to small town murder and uh, crime in sports and that is one of their catchphrases when they're going into when a person gets sentenced and especially if they get sentenced to an extra long hefty sentence they say you sir may fuck off and I love it. And I just couldn't wait to use that in today's episode. So, yes, Brett Easton Ellis, fuck off. We do, uh, we can argue about whether Black Panther was good enough for a Best Picture nomination. And you may be surprised what side of the argument I may fall on. But you will not say that your big issue is that representation, inclusivity, and diversity is your problem. And uh, if inclusivity and diversity have anything to do with awarding a movie's merits, are you serious? It should. The, the uh, audience, the global audience, is not all one shade. The global audience comes in many different nationalities, races, religions, uh, non-religions. <laughs> Representation is important. And I think that if that is your argument, you have shown what type of person you really are, sir. And uh, I will never, if I run across your your podcast i will give it one star on itunes i'm just playing i wouldn't take things that far plus for people like that especially those who are getting paid like that uh people have to pay for their podcast if i went to, to itunes and we had a one star party on his on his itunes page it wouldn't hurt anything he's still going to get paid and, and that's the, I guess, the good thing about his uh, situation is he's spouting that off. He didn't know it was going to get released like this, where everybody is, is talking about it. But he's spouting that off to people who share his opinion. And at least, you know, we, we don't have to worry about somebody accidentally finding this content. Because the people who are paying to hear Brett Easton Ellis and his podcast, that's what they want to hear. This is what they want to hear. So no surprise there. Uh, I've talked for an hour now. Friday, like I said, Age of Ultron. Come back and join me for that wonderful episode. And we'll dig a little bit further into this last part of that trailer where you know some people move on but not us 
when we hear that, I want to want to do a voice comparison between that part and Ultron's voice. And uh, if you have like the technical er expertise to put those things side by side, because my technical expertise is not, I'm not technically savvy at all. Took me a very long time to even learn how to do this podcast. So if you got that type of technical genius, hit me up. Hit me up before Thursday because we need to talk about how we can put those two voices together and uh, figure out how we can see if these two voices match. You can hit me on email after the snap at gmail.com. You can catch up with me also on Facebook at After the Snap, uh, Twitter at Snap After, Instagram After the Snap 2018, YouTube After the Snap. Millions and trillions of ways to reach me uh, in between our chats. Then, other than that, uh, do it. Other than that, I'd like to say thank you very much. For joining me and listening to me ramble on about all types of shit. Uh, I promise you I'm, I didn't move on for this episode, but I have to move on for the next one. So uh, join me on Friday. And don't forget to go over to iTunes and rate and review the show. Give you guys this information all the time. If you're not subscribed, why not? Subscribe to me. Stick around for a while. Hopefully, I'll see you again. If not, uh, well, it has been nice having you here. <laughs> I'm starting to get stupid. It's 12.50 now. Okay. Since I have nothing else for you, I appreciate your, your patience with me today. And I will catch you on the flip.